Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burger Master. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burger Master is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek, University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burger Master on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Brian. The real estate market is crazy. Finding an agent you can trust isn't easy. Thankfully, the one thing I'm more certain of than Brian Schottenheimer calling a running play on second and long is that you can trust John Hurlbut and his team at Altitude Homes. I know John personally, and nobody does it better in Pierce, South King, and Thurston County. So head on over to altitude-re.com HB to get real estate help you need. That's altitude-re.com HB. Or give them a call at 253-222-2626. Again, that's 253-222-2626. Go Hawks! Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching, and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. ManifestFit.com is your one only true online personal training service with workout and nutrition programs specifically based on your needs. They work with clients all over the U.S. And what makes Blake and ManifestFit.com so unique is that they don't believe training should be a luxury item. Now's the time to start. Head over to ManifestFit.com. Click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier, louder Seahawks fan life. Life. Yeah, hey everybody. This is Brian Nemhauser at Hawk Blogger on Twitter. <laughs> we are a little a titter uh, on the, the Hawk, Real Hawk Talk crew. Um, whoa, whoa, did not mean to go live that quickly, but man, uh, I'm, I'm almost without words. I'm without words. Um, and, and I have a little present for you a little bit later, Evan. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it later, but holy shit, Evan Hill at Evan in SEA, Jeff Simmons at real Jeff Simmons on Twitter. Uh, we will hopefully be joined by, uh, Nathan Ernst later or someone to that effect. We will find out boys, boys, your two and O undefeated Seahawks MVP at quarterback Scored 35 points against Bill Belichick. Evan. Can I just say something? Can I just yes. say something? Oh, I just want to say two things. Russell Wilson is so fucking good at football. Like, so fucking good. And you know who else is really fucking good at football? Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is so fucking good at football. Like, fuck any amount we, uh, amount of money he wants. Give it all to him. I don't even care. I don't even care. I'm in shock right now. I'm in shock. I, I don't have any other words to say. That's that's the end of the show. Jeff. 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 <laughs> you're, you're, you're a man of, of hyper emotion. Uh, oh, no. That game. I'm glad none of you saw me. I, and before that play, like, I had everything ready to fucking hit the ground. And you saw the best and the worst of the Seahawks in that game. You saw everything that was great about them, and you saw all of our fears in one. And... Oh my God, that was a nightmare ending, but holy shit. I didn't give them a chance of winning that game. The Patriots, uh, they lost the game on the one yard line. 
What yeah, can I say? The they the did. The yes, they did. You can't run the ball from the one. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, three and one against Bill Belichick now. <sighs> three Every game and one. Down the one yard line. Holy shit. And I mean, okay. Honest, honest. Percent chance you thought the Seahawks were going to stop them. You knew it was coming. You know what the play was. Percent chance you thought they were going to stop them. Jeff, go. Under five. Evan, go. I, th- I thought it was about a 20% chance they would stop them. This defense, I, is, this defense was bad tonight. They I were was bad. like, I was basically zero. It was like yeah, fractional was, of percent. I was I like. I was in a very dark place before that play. <laughs> they had been on the field so much and giving well, up yardage and like. They had not come close to stopping that play. I, I. Let's be real here for a second, Brian. Cam Newton is like a huge motherfucker. And that dude, like, you know, against our defensive line, I felt like there was a less than 10% chance that we were going to stop him. Was it it LJ Collier who stopped him? LJ Collier and Leno. Leno. Oh, my God. Just like we drew it up, just like everyone expected it to be. I feel, I feel like we need to enter repentance and like go to Catholic mass on Sunday or next Sunday because we need to atone for our sins, folks. Well, let's just be clear that we we really did know more than Vegas. We knew that the Seahawks were going to cover that four-point spread. Like there was no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> I mean, I, this game should not have been this close. No, no. I mean, without the pick six, this game is not close. Can we talk about what? one negative thing, though? Can we talk? Oh, they're going to talk about. Uh, I, have a, I have a bunch. Can we talk about just one negative thing? So we've been calling about, you know, calling for Pete Carroll and Brian Schoenheimer, Russell Wilson to be super aggressive all off season, all season long. Third and one, okay. Oh. If you convert that third and one on a run, the game is over. The game is over. On a third and one, you run the football. You run the football. Let me be very uh, clear. Know, Evan, I don't think you would have – see, I, I thought you were going to say – so the issue I would have had on that series is the two runs on first and second down. Um, you know, that was the time to give Russ a chance to, to pick up some sure your completions. They did what was more predictable, and they went they, – they ran it, and then they left the third down. I was pretty sure they were going to pass it there. Like, I, I, I that's – I think that, that that was more predictable, and they've done that a lot. Um, they go deep on, on third and short, fourth and short. We saw it last week. Like they do that. And I think the, the snap by Posick, um, at least affected that play. I don't know if it was the difference between a completion and not, but that was a bad snap. That last five minutes was a nightmare. (sighs) Oh my goodness. I Um, just like, I'm exhausted. Yeah. That that, that killed me. I thought that game was I went from total hating our team and so you know what though we gotta we gotta give credit to our offense because this team greg olson made a major fucking mistake on the second play of the game they went down seven to zero but you know what this did you know what this offense did on the first drive back they drove down the entire field 80 fucking yards or whatever it was and they scored a touchdown this offense is for fucking real oh yeah it is for fucking real the Patriots were a top two NFL defense last year. They are still an exceptionally good defense. You know, you know who got fucking toasted tonight? 
You know who got fucking toasted? I do. I want to hear you say his name. Uh, I'm forgetting his name because I'm exceptionally wine drunk right now. Stephen, Stephen Gilmore, Stephen Gilmore, however you say his name. Can, can I just say, I'm a little drunk right now. I might regret some of these words, but I just want to say, I had a literal orgasm when DK Metcalf <laughs> had that touchdown, that long touchdown. Oh, off Russell Wilson's was... back throw, back foot throw. That was a, that was crazy, guys. Unbelievable. Crazy. I watched, I watched Mahomes today. I watched Lamar today, even Josh Allen. Russ is playing at a level that's far ahead of those guys so far. It's only two games, but right now Russ is the best player in the NFL. And they're yeah. I mean, can we talk about their like let's get nerdy for a second. Can I, we I talk about their Can we talk about their pass run splits for a second? Yeah. It was like what was it? Uh I just posted on Twitter. Um it was more than 50%. It was uh so they had on early downs, first and second, uh, they had 31 passes to 24 uh, runs. And that's that's accounting for scrambles, too, so that, that they're, they're counting the scrambles as passes? I'm not sure, but I think so. I think they do. I yeah. think they do. Those um, are dropbacks, yeah. So what's that percentage, Evan? Do some math. Uh, you're asking a not math guy to do some very simple math when he's exceptionally drunk. So Add I'm gonna... 31 to eight, was it 18, you said? Uh, it was so 31 to 24, 31, 31 passes, add those two and divide 31 by that number or divide that. Number. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that math is. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm looking around. Um, yeah, total, total plays. Uh, we had 28 passes, um, 30 rushes, but we know at least two of those were scrambles. So, but yeah. let's, let's talk about the early downs though. Right. right. That's, no, that's, that's, that's the more important number for sure. Um, wow. I thought this game was over when they went up 35 to yeah. Was... when Freddie Swain. Was that it? No, no, no the, the Carson, the Carson. Carson. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to, soon as this is over, I'm going to end up doing my Sunday night stats. Cause there's all, I've got so many questions about what we just saw. I, I do have to, I do have to say one, th- two things. So Evan, you made a pledge before the game um, related mm-hmm. to Pete Carroll. What was the, what was the, do- yeah, I gotta, I gotta come clean for a second. I have criticized Pete Carroll many times over. And honestly, in many situations, rightfully so over the years, Pete Carroll, we have radicalized him. Pete Carroll is a radical. Pete Carroll is an extremist. Okay. Pete Carroll has adapted. Extend to Pete Carroll. Oh. Extend Pete Carroll for one reason. Well, not one uh, reason. No, not one reason. Wow, Brian might Pete, have been radical. This is the thing, now. guys. This is the thing, guys. Pete Carroll's laying yes. is letting Russ cook. He's letting Russ cook. I mean, oh my God, I mean, guys, this is the fucking Seattle Seahawks. Guys, this is for Russell you, Wilson, like, sure, he had that pick, but, like, that's not Russell Wilson's fault. Let, can oh, we just no, talk no, about no. How, how Russell Wilson had an absolutely flawless football game tonight? He overthrew, he overthrew Tyler Lockett. I think it was Tyler Lockett a little bit on that third and one play. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's nitpicking. But sure. I, I, I will be the most unpopular guy and say – I, I think that Greg Olson is like 85, 90% of that interception and Russ's throw is like 10 to 15% of that interception. The, 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 the placement of that ball was a t- made it tougher than it had to be, but it was, it was definitely Olson. So that, that was the only thing sure. that, 
that I would, I would. Sure. Though I mean, the guy's got. I mean, wait. But but Brian, 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 I want to, Brian, I want to point out one thing. His. He has nine touchdowns. Nine nine touchdowns touchdowns in two weeks. Here's the thing, though. I want to point out one thing, and it's a very obvious thing. Jeff, nice background. The Seahawks, the 2019 or 2018 Seahawks. Backwards. Let's say Russell (laughs) Wilson throws that pick on the second play of the game, first play of the game, whatever it was. The 2018 or 2019 Seahawks, they lose that game. They lose that game. Am I wrong? Yeah. They do not have the offensive fortitude, oh, no. the offensive skill, the offensive aggression, the offensive balls to come back from that. Guys, they just put up, what was it, 35 points? 35 points. On one of the best defenses in the NFL? What the fuck? Guys, they're fucking for real. They're for real. I am. I'm like stunned right now. To be honest with you, there's yeah, there's a ton of po- like there's so many guys I want to call out for positives. And call them so out, guys- call them out, call them out, Jeff. DK Metcalf, unbelievable game. I don't think anyone's beat Stephon Gilmore for a touchdown the last year and a half. DK and Russ just roasted him on the deep ball. DK had a couple other routes on him. No one's beat this guy. DK Metcalf in his second year beat probably the best coverage player. Evan all week was like, I don't care how fucking good these guys are. Go after them. And they did. He was great. Lockett was great. I thought David Moore had a fantastic game. David Moore, that play in the end zone with the feed, and Freddie Swain had a good touchdown. And the offensive line has been fine. The offensive line was pretty good. Damian Lewis like, had another costly holding penalty. Um, the holding, Damian Lewis holds too much, but like the rest of the game, like you didn't hear his name for like no one really whiffed. I thought Brandon Shell again looked comfortable like, he looked okay he looked yeah. okay i thought yeah and i thought the line in the second half actually was run blocking pretty well here's yeah, a number for you guys so so 35 points to me that stands out against this patriots defense before this game i said you score 20 against the patriots that's that's good you score 25 or more that's very good you score 30 or more that's great and uh, case in point I just looked up how many times teams have scored over 35 points against Bill Belichick in his career in New England. 13 times since 2000. So, like, this is this doesn't happen. It happened once last year. You know what team did it? Baltimore. You know, arguably the best team, like, in football last year, even though they didn't win the, the Super Bowl. Um, Kansas City has done it uh, a few times. They've done it four times. So, Andy Reid has his number. But, um, I mean, since in the last 10 years, it's only been done six times. Like, way less than once a season. And the Seahawks just did it in week two. So, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a big deal. You, you know, even like the, you said the, the Patriots had the best defense in the league last year. They are regularly one of the best defenses in football. And you don't score 35 points against this team very often. So, Huge, huge. And another thing, how much do we talk about the Seahawks being slow starters? How often have we talked about that? Slow starters in games, slow starters in series, slow starters for seasons. Seahawks are 2-0 and now, and they came out firing in this game again. So, I mean, I think those are, these are trends that matter, and it's just nice to see. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing I saw from that offense that looked that looked not repeatable, right? Like, it seems like that's what we're going to see from this offense. 
have we seen a Seahawks offense in the past decade that the first two weeks of the season like we have this year in any year? No. No. No way. No. Not no even chance. it's close. not even close. It's not, not even, even close. There's not no even there's close. nothing even but in the wheelhouse. You know who we gotta you know who we gotta call out specifically? And I, I mentioned him briefly a little bit earlier. We gotta we gotta publicly thank him. LJ Collier. Oh. LJ Collier. Yeah, he made a game winning play. He made a game winning play. Him you know, and Leno, two guys we just But crushed. but LJ Collier specifically. We have yeah. been absolutely, uh, you know, trashing him for a year because he, he had a very low-key rookie year, and he was injured, obviously, but he flashed in week one. We were excited about him. We saw some positive potential, and guess what? He made the game-winning play today. Yeah, he and Leno. I mean, Leno, we've been super hard on him, too. I thought he's had two solid games, and he had to yeah. play a lot more than expected today. Ugo Amadi, uh, I thought, played – Pretty darn well. I was happy with the way he played. Ugo has some big tackles. He did. Yeah. And his coverage was not bad. I mean, even the plays he's gotten beat, he was right on the guy. So, yeah. I, it's, I, yeah. It's a lot to say about the defense. So, so you want to hear this? Russell Wilson uh, against New England's great, famously great man coverage tonight 11 for 14, 195 yards. 14 yards per attempt, 14, five touchdowns, and no interceptions. <laughs> it's crazy. Is that not insane? Like it's crazy. Like, I uh, let's call yeah, out some. Right let's call out some other positive things. Uh, Brian, who else stood out for you? Um, well, I thought Quentin Dunbar battled back today. You know, yeah. he gave us some, some yards. He, he fired his gun a couple times. Could have had two picks today. Never was down on him because he didn't make the one play. But that's now – he's actually had his hands on a football in three times in two games. And forever criticism you should say about his coverage, which has been soft at times, the Seahawks have not had a corner that could turn the ball over in years. And Shaquille Griffin, as well as he played last year, the guy does not turn the ball over. So – I thought that was a positive sign. How about you, Jeff? I think Dunbar's a good call out because well, the issue we have with Trey Flowers is kind of what you were talking about with Amadi earlier. He was kind of always around the ball, but had no playmaking ability. And Dunbar taking that step forward really kind of vaulted him back into that game. And yeah, he should have had the pick six even. Uh, another guy who I thought was pretty good. Do we have me on defense? No, any anywhere. Any, anywhere, bro. I thought Chris Carson was really good. Yeah. Played yeah, well I thought, tonight. I think uh, I thought that the route he ran on the touchdown was nice. I thought he he just moves the chains differently than everyone else. Even Carlos Hyde, who to me looks fine. Uh, you just see the difference in talent when he's on the field and when Homer comes on the field. You know you know who else played really well tonight? And, of course, at a few select plays, Michael Dixon played well tonight. He was awesome. He was awesome. He had a 60-yard punt when they had a horrible drive. 64. 64. Yeah, yeah that one. Uh, those, are, one. those are great call-outs. You, you said – I was typing something and I forgot what you said. You said, you said Michael Dixon and – who was the other person? You said Chris Carson? Chris Carson, yeah. I mean, one of the things I was getting frustrated about is Carlos Hyde got a lot of early carries, and I was like, where is Chris Carson? And then they seemed to really in the second half pretty much go to Carson. He ended up with 17 carries. Hyde had five. That split, I'm fine with. 
<laughs> but like, you know, even split, I'm not fine with. But Michael Dixon, I mean, what were his numbers? I'm looking right now. He was awesome tonight. Four punts, averaged 50 yards. All four of them were inside the 20, a long of 63. That's all pro Michael Dixon. That is that is Dicko mode. Um, let me give you guys another number here. Okay. Russell Wilson has nine TDs through the first two weeks of the season. How many times do you think that's happened in the NFL for any quarterback? Take a guess. I'm going to go zero. Okay. That's pretty aggressive. It's been, it's been done. It's been done. Seven. That's a good guess. I, I, I would have guessed about that. It's been done exactly four times. Wow. And only three times since the merger. Um, I know you guys are big fans of Charlie Johnson back in 1965, uh, but let's throw him out for a second. You've got Patrick Mahomes in 2018, his MVP year. He's the only one that has had more than nine. He had 10 through the first two weeks of a season. Peyton Manning and Drew Brees are the other two. Peyton Manning in 2013, which we know is a record setting offense that year. He had nine. Drew Brees in 2009. He had nine. So Russell Wilson has now joined once again, every week, it seems like he does this the best to have ever played the game and doing something that just doesn't happen very often. So huge, huge step. And obviously the first time in Seahawks history that this has ever been done. And I think the pass pro was good tonight. It was. was. Hey, you know who else was good? David Moore. Mm. Yeah. Freddie Swain. Freddie Swain. Freddie Swain, seventh round pick. David Moore punt return, that catch. I actually, like, I actually think that David Moore catch was probably the best catch of the uh, catch of the evening. Oh yeah, the like the, how he got his feet in. Yeah, how did how did he draw the, like that second foot back like in know. that split millisecond? <laughs> like to me, that was an amazing throw. But I actually thought the catch was better. I really do believe that. Oh yeah, well, he had such little room to get his feet in there. I hope. Do you guys think there's any potential that uh, Quandre Diggs is suspended for a game or two, or or do you think that's not going to happen? I think about that. Like, I, you, Jeff, you take that one. Uh, I think he did serve his suspension. He got kicked out of the game, and I think he'll be fined pretty severely. And I thought it was the right call to eject him. And the Seahawks really missed him. That was a huge part of their defensive demise. But I don't. I don't think he'll be suspended. I think it's a long shot. Can we can we talk about one thing? And I'm just jumping all over the place here. Where where my mind's going to? Yeah, I gotta do. Do you guys do you guys feel like shoddy coaching and calling plays Ooh. from the skybox has skybox been? shot? It's oh, real. Yeah, it's it, real. Can we can we just talk about how shoddy is like a literal sex god from <laughs> the skybox? Like skybox like, shoddy. Like I'm just saying, it's a sample size of two, but but. It was I don't know. I, was I don't know. Hot. Do you guys think there's any sort of uh, correlation to that at all? Or am I a lunatic, which is very possible? No, no, I, 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 I absolutely think so. How long do they get to talk to the quarterback up to 14 seconds? And then they, they mute it. Right. Is that, is that the number? Something? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we, there was famously you know, or infamously a couple of years ago, uh, Sean McVay, basically puppeteering uh, Jared Goff, you know, up until the play clock. Uh, forced him to, to mute. Imagine the difference this year for Shadi being able to work with Russ. I'm not saying he's telling Russ what to do, but imagine their ability to partner pre-snap when they're able to talk to each other up to 14 seconds with him at 
looking above. I think that's an advantage. I think he can see what the defense is set up. He even kind of talked about that this week a little bit. So I, I think it's going to be interesting if you see the Seahawks. Another thing, the more they go up tempo, the more they get to take advantage of that. And Shoddy gets to look at the pre-snap alignment just like Russell does. So I think that they're going to get it to line of scrimmage and have more of those things happen. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm all over the place too, but, but uh, Freddie Swain, super, super small sample size. This is overreaction central. That's where we are. I've really liked what I've seen from him. And I'm not even saying like he's the next superstar, but I've mistaken him for Tyler on two possessions. Some of it's the number he's 18 and lock at 16, but just the way he runs routes, the way he moves, he's quick. He, he seems pretty agile and his, he's very sure handed with the, the catches he's making and his run after the catch is solid. Like I think they might have somebody there. You know, I don't know if he's a number one or number two, but he might be a guy for this team. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, he looks really comfortable for a rookie and a lot of rookies around the league are kind of being slow played because of the transition. And even on our team, Alton Robinson's still inactive. DJ Dallas is still inactive. So the fact that they can trust Swain this fast, he's kind of what Ursua was supposed to be, not playing stylers in terms of like transitioning to the league, a guy you can throw out there. He looks like a pro and we don't know. Obviously the sample size is tiny, but yeah, like the Tyler comparison is interesting. Not like he doesn't have that speed, obviously, but he just looks like he's a professional football player. And for a six round pick, a rookie in this kind of year, that's that's impressive. That's an impressive pull. Um, okay, we, we got to talk about the pass rush. Like it's the shows. That's like a negative, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Like the, how much did we talk about the pass rush? I mean, we were right about it. Like this, this all season. Do we, do we have news on Bruce Irvin yet? We do not, but we, we do have uh, news on Marquise Blair. He's getting an MRI tomorrow. We don't – it's not it's – not, it's not non-news or whatever you want to call it. He's getting an MRI tomorrow. We don't know how serious it is. Assuming the IR slot is three. Dude. You really think he's going to be out for the year? Oh, my God. That knee went inside. It does not bend that direction. I would be shocked if it's not a torn. Huh. Like, oh, the Bruce Irvin update is in. Is he what? says he has a sprained knee. Ooh. Well, okay, so th- I mean that's better than like be- I thought it was initially an Achilles where the way he went down, but Pete lies, so he does lie. Um, but but you're right, Jeff, to call out the defensive line. Like it it like, was it did not reason. it did not lose us a game tonight, but it will lose us a game. A high stakes. It's not game. just the pass rush, guys. Like that, I hundred percent agree. You're talking like, run defense too. That too, like sign snacks Harrison. Like yeah. those, yeah. those plays to, to, to Cam, you can't tell me that we wouldn't have had a better chance of stopping him on some of those goal line plays, or at least known that we're going to bank on him if you got someone like Harrison in the middle. You cannot convince me that they wouldn't be better off with that. And yeah. I think a big thing on to add to that is our linebackers just looked invisible tonight, and I think that's a huge part of the game. But like, look at Bobby this week versus last week. KJ, I'm not noticing out there. Brooks, same kind of thing. And I think there just isn't guys to eat up space to free the linebackers. And you're talking about run defense. And I think that's a huge part of it. Um, another quick number for you guys. Uh, no, no, you care. CX had 429 yards of offense tonight. Uh, oh, no team's done that against a Belichick defense uh, in two years. So um, it's been a while. It, uh, 
it's happened a few times, but, but, it, but it's, it's been a couple of years. So um, yeah. And I, I love that stat that they gave up four passing touchdowns to receivers tonight. They gave up to four uh, passing touchdowns to receivers all of last year. So um, crazy. Yeah. So, so sorry, defensive line pass rush. How do they fix that? Do you, do you, you guys like, would you trade another pick to get a guy? Who are we talking? Would somebody be available right now? I mean, does anyone think they're really out of it? <laughs> no, you'd have to – I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they can't – they're so bad. Is they one can't... guy going to change this pass rush? No. No, I don't think it does. I, I'll tell you one thing. I'll, I'll tell you my most hopeful thing. So, Demontre Moore came in at the end. I don't think this is a season-changing thing. But he came in for Bruce Irvin, and by my eyes – he had three pressures and four pass rush snaps. And they, it, it stood out to me because no one had gotten close to the guy most of the night. So maybe Demondre Moore is someone who can help. Um, maybe they go out and they, you know, you guys are going to hate it. Maybe they sign a Clay Matthews. Maybe they sign a, you know, Terrell Suggs, you know, like they should just they take flyers on guys at this point because it's not working. No, they have to try something. I, I don't think you have a choice at this point. I, yeah. I, I think you have to sign Clay Matthews. And, and I, know, I know the gut reaction to that is I want to puke all over the place. Yes, that gut reaction remains. But, like, the pass rush is really bad. <laughs> the fact that this was a game is just a total indictment on the front office in that regard. Their pass rush was so bad. And Cam did play really well. I, I saw a lot of mechanical things that looked totally different. His accuracy and Julian Edelman played a great game. And I hate saying that. I hate Julian Edelman. Maybe my least favorite player in the league. Can I can I ask you guys a question? How do yeah. you guys how do you guys think Shaquille Griffin played tonight? Okay, hard to tell. They didn't really throw at him. Yeah, yeah. It didn't seem like he got many opportunities. No, it seemed Which like is a good sign. Yeah. So what what happened there was Diggs came out of the game and they didn't have a center fielder anymore, so they started using Edelman on those seams and deep crossing routes. And Adams, as good as he is, and Adams had ten tackles, a sack. Almost sacked him twice. Adams is not a center fielder, cover speed receivers in the middle of the field. That's just not his game. Right. And it's not a knock on him. They put that's why having digs lets him freelance so much and lets him attack the the box and cover tight ends. And so they kind of had a two for one there that they took our best player out of what he does best and created a weakness. Do you guys think that if Diggs stayed in this game? the result would have been different. Like the, 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 do you think that he would have made enough of an impact for the Patriots to be less successful on offense? Yeah. You take one of those Edelman play away. I think and we so never too. have to sweat out that game. I think, I, I, I don't know if, I don't know if it's enough to maybe change how many points they score, but, but yeah, maybe it's just a little bit less of a nail biter, you know, being down two safeties, in the same game and your, your top nickel corner. That's, that's a lot to adjust to. Let me ask you guys, how many rushing yards do you think that the Patriots had tonight? Not as much as you'd think. It didn't feel like much. Yeah. I I didn't really run the ball. Well, like maybe short yardage. That was it. 75. Maybe good. That's a good guess. Evan, they had 67 yards rushing on 25 rushing attempts. Yeah. Under three yards of carry. So that's kind of interesting because we came into this game saying like, if they can force Cam Newton to throw, 
They're good. And I think they came into the game thinking if they can force Cam Newton to throw. In fact, LJ Collier said that in, in, in the pregame quotes, which I thought was really interesting. And Newton, he threw. <laughs> he threw a lot. Uh, I don't know the last time Cam Newton's had a game like he had tonight. 30 no, of 44, 397 yards, nine yards in an attempt. He had a good game. I've never seen him that accurate. Yeah. Like, how many times did we play against him where he just sailed the ball, like, way yes. over? Like, that, that didn't happen once tonight. I, I know we briefly mentioned it, but that Quinton Dunbar pick was really phenomenal. Yeah, Dunbar's starting to come around, it seems. That like. was – I think that was the game. I think it was that, a turning that point. sequence was the game. It was a turning point. They got point. a turnover. The, well, the offense scored. They got a turnover. The offense scored. That was yeah. the game right there. It was huge. Ugo Amadi – finishes second on the team in tackles after not even starting the game. He had eight tackles tonight, um, all solo, and a tackle for loss. Nice game for him. Yeah, really, if the offense is this good, we just need a defense to be opportunistic. I don't think there's a way to make this defense that good with their defensive line issues. It's (laughs) – go ahead, Jeff. I just think they need to to do what they did, not as scary as tonight, but they got to make a couple turnovers here and there. Because I don't think I don't think this is going to be a top ten defense as good as Jamal Adams is. As much as we like Bobby, there's just there's just they're just defective of playmakers at too many spots in the defensive line. And if their nickels out now, and we saw it taking out Quandre Diggs did. I'll tell you another hopeful thing. Yeah. Hit me. I, I don't want Bruce to be injured. I love Bruce Irvin. I want him on the field. I, I think he's still making good plays. I really want to see Jordan Brooks speed on the field. Mm. I'm not I'm not sure that this defense isn't better with Jordan Brooks and, and his ability to potentially create a turnover, get a step closer to a play. Yeah. Um, Bruce doesn't look quite as as explosive to me as, <clears throat> as he has in past years. And, and KJ looks a little slow. Yeah, he has for a couple of years. So so yeah. I'd like I'd like to see Jordan Brooks get out there some more. Maybe what we see now, Alton Robinson. You got to play him all this you time need to try to something out there. Maybe, maybe we're, we're overreacting to what he said about Daryl Taylor, but Pete Carroll said about Daryl Taylor. Maybe he will be back later this year. It didn't sound like it, but those are the things you kind of have to hope for. Um, we still haven't seen Philip Dorsett for this team. Josh Gordon has not yet played for this team. I mean, mm. you add the Josh. Gordon. Really, like they haven't really used Disley or. Are you guys are you guys bothered by that? I, I want to stop on that point for a second. Do you feel like Greg Olson is earning too many snaps above Will Disley, or, or do you feel like this could be sort of like a easing Disley back in from injury sort of situation? I think Disley I played think, a lot tonight. Yeah, but he's not getting the targets, right? You want to know how many targets the tight ends got combined tonight? Three, I guess. Two. Two. Really. Yep, one for first Disney, two one first for two Olsen. passes, I think. Wow. The first pass was a pass playing to Disley, and then after the Olsen. That's pretty surprising, actually. Yeah, they're not using them at all. It's the receivers. I thought the tight ends would be a huge part of the game plan, and they came out that way. And maybe Olsen pissed maybe he's a sleeper agent for Cam you or know, something. You know what got me hot, Evan? Because I know you like talking about sexual uh, feelings with, with football. <laughs> How DK Metcalf took it to Stefan Gilmore tonight. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the catches. I'm talking about the physical beating that he laid down 
on the defensive player of the year last year. He blocked him to the, to an inch of his life. He fought him downfield. Like Stefan, like when he caught the ball, he dragged him, you know, I loved what I saw from our rising star wide receiver tonight and his attitude. And I love what it means about the rest of the year. You know what? DK Metcalf may be in his second year of the national football league, but he's talking his shit and, and he's chippy and he's aggressive and he's demanding the respect that he deserves because the reality is, is that DK Metcalf is one of the better receivers in the national football league. Like what, what's he at through two weeks? Isn't he close to like 200 yards? That has two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, He's at 95 and 92, I think. So, okay. So just under 200 then, right? So he's at like 180 something or whatever. So Um, let's look. NFL leader in receiving yards. I mean, guys, right now, is DK Metcalf a top 10 receiver in the NFL right now? Oh, yeah. Right this second. I'm, I'm not talking about anything beyond this year. Or, or previous to this year. No, I'm I, talking... know what you mean. I don't know if I can say it yet. Like as much as I was excited about the way he played tonight, like he has not taken over a game this year yet. I don't know about that, dude. He he's had a good two weeks. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I just don't know. Cause yeah, it, it's, it's a fair question though. Uh... Can I tell you Tyler Lockett, his first two weeks? Talk, talk to me. Mr. Perfect, I mean, he's been targeted 16 times. He's caught the ball 15 times. (laughs) Guys, I mean, this is the reality. This is the reality. Okay, listen to me for a second. If this is the off, well, this is the offense. This is the Seahawks offense. Like, they they are balanced in a way that still maximizes Russell Wilson's, you know, ability as a, as a, as a passer, but they are truly letting Russ cook. And I, I don't even know what to say. The sky's the limit with this offense. Do do you guys disagree? No, this is the thing, Evan. So so like, here's the thing. No, Brian, what do we talk about in the pregame and all week? What do we say? This, this matchup, best pass defense, potentially best corners, you know, suspect on the run side, maybe this is the time that they're going to go and they're going to maybe revert back. Yeah, but they did, they did not. They did not. And you know what, though? I want to call out one more thing. Uh, I don't know what the EPA was per play, but in general, they seemed pretty effective running the football. Like there was not I, I can only remember like one or two plays where it was like a run on first or second down. And it was like a one or two yard gain. Like well, yeah, Russ part of that, too. No, Totally. Russell, totally. That's the thing. People are like part of what makes Russell special is ability to, to gain those yards on the ground when he has to. And his runs were fantastic tonight. He had 39 yards. Like he had a big run in the first game that people forget about. Like he's putting, he's putting yards on the ground and in the air. Um, they had 154 yards rushing tonight, over five yards a carry. Um, Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde were both over four yards a carry. And even Travis Homer had a good run tonight. Like, give him credit. He could have had two good runs. If Dwayne, that was a pretty crappy Dwayne Brown holding penalty, if you ask me. Like, I didn't think he had much of a, a, a grab of the guy. And that was another, like, 15-yard run I think Travis Homer had. Um, how good do we think the Patriots are? Are we going to look back at this game and be like, wow, that was a huge win? Yes. They're, they're going to be a, an above-10 win football team. I truly believe that. 
I think they win the division again. Oh no, they're winning the division. There's no Josh doubt. Josh Allen mind. looks really good, but I know I, the Bills are pretty good. He does, but the Patriots defense is still really good. Yeah, and if you're gonna bet on someone, it's Bill Belichick. Belichick. The thing is, like, they would have been so screwed if Cam, like, I don't know why, like, the Bears passed on Cam and the Chargers passed on Cam and the Jaguars and like, imagine if they had Jared Stidham in that game, they would have won by like, thirty points. Can Cam do this all year? I'm looking at the numbers, guys. I didn't even know. No, no, but they he won't play a pass rush this bad all year. You know how I said they had 67 yards rushing? How do you think Cam had? 36. I could be wrong, but I don't remember him really breaking any big runs. He had 47 yards rushing. What? Okay. He had 47 of their 67 yards. He had 450 yards. Of offense tonight through the air. <laughs> like, that doesn't that doesn't feel like it. No, Am I, I wrong? Like it was all short yardage stuff. That doesn't yeah, feel cool. like 450. I'm telling yards. you, you know, unless they've got the wrong numbers here. I mean, he had two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, his long run was only 13 yards. So, but he had 11 carries for 47 yards. He only averaged four yards a carry, so it wasn't like he was like breaking off huge runs. The only other guy that had, I mean. Sony Michelle had seven carries for 19 yards. Like they had nobody else doing anything. So I do feel, Oh, you know who, who we forgot? Who you guys are going to laugh, but I Puna Ford. Yeah. How do you guys feel, Puna Ford feel like he plays tonight? a little tonight? He did. No, he I mean, he's, he's not a pass rusher, but he, he made some plays. Yeah. Yeah. He's that's what we saw of him the first year. Jaron Reed still, he has a flash play now and again, but he just doesn't look like an impact player. Wait a second. Julian Edelman had almost 200 receiving yards tonight. Yeah. How many of those deep He had 173. Yeah. His deep passes, all those deep balls went to him. No, but that's insane because that does not feel like it. Like, oh, am yeah. I wrong? Uh, to me, that felt like it. <laughs> really? I, I disagree. That okay. really, every big play, because they had nothing else in the passing game. Clearly, I was ingesting like, too much wine. So, Nikhil Harry, or whatever, however you say his name, Evan. Nikhil. Nikhil Harry. He was a guy I really liked in that TK Metcalf draft. And we were all kind of devastated. They didn't take him. He sucks. <laughs> he, I don't, he is not good. I don't know if I'm ready to say that yet, but it's all not. Right. It's sucks. not. <laughs> <laughs> It's not great yet. It's not great. <laughs> but you know what's even bigger today is the NFC West. Let's take it from a bird's eye perspective. Oh, the wow, NFC let, let's good, let's bring it let's bring let's bring it out of this game. Yes. The NFC West looks super, super talented. The Rams look for real. They they kicked the snot out of the Eagles today. Okay. The Cardinals, whether Brian wants to admit it or not are for real the 49ers won today but they paid a super heavy price they lost four starters today or who four starters who got really injured today solomon thomas nick bosa rasheem bostert and jimmy garoppolo this is going to be a very competitive division and this win tonight is really really big because if the Seahawks lose tonight, the Cardinals are sitting at, I actually, I think the Cardinals might be sitting at number one in the NFC West, regardless, just due to the tiebreakers. But the reality is this is going to be a three way, three way race all year long between the Rams, Cardinals and Seahawks winning games like tonight are extremely important. So I know that sounds obvious, but we'll look back in 10 weeks and be like, this was a really big win. Yeah. I mean, the four teams in the NFC West are a combined 
Anyone? Two, four. They six, are six, seven, seven and one. one, right? Seven and one, yeah. Uh, it's a hell with, division. With the only <laughs> loss coming to another team in the division. It's uh, it's kind of fun playing in like a really good division, but it's also like no, shit. Not really. like, I mean, well, the games are fun though. Let's be like, don't you don't you think the games are fun? Like rivalries are fun. Yeah, but I still but, hate it. But you would <laughs> no, totally. I I get I get you. It's I'll be just in the Patriots division. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would say that the NFC West is fire, but uh, that seems a little inappropriate right now. Yeah, <sighs> the Rams. The Rams are much better than I thought they'd be. Their offensive line and their defense, I thought, would really suffer from personnel losses. But it might just be two weak opponents because the Eagles look terrible in but both yeah. games I've watched. But the Rams look good. McVeigh is rolling again. I was going to say, Jeff, it's their offense that is looking so good. Yeah, they're rolling, man. Like Sean McVeigh is back to scheming receivers like 15 yards open. Like Jared Goff today got a ton of hype. But he was not throwing like any super right. miraculous throws. Like these receivers are like open by fifteen yeah, yards. Today it was a tight end. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah you guys oh. were probably annoyed with me. I was watching every game today. I had so many takes and that cowboy. Uh, just a quick side note: that Cowboys Falcons game was crazy. Oh man, I would have wanted to play them if they lost also, that. They would have been so down. Well, that's so, what I say. So, so, how much do you think that that game affects next week? Do you think that the Cowboys? Lot. I think it matters a lot. And so do and I. I let me let me give you my quick perspective. I think the Cowboys winning today is actually probably better for the Seahawks. I really do really? that because if they're zero and two entering Seattle, they're like in full on fuck it season save mode, like they're oh. desperate. And I and I and I get that's kind of like a mental psychological sort of angle, but I do I do feel like it matters. And ah. one and one is a lot different than zero and two. <laughs> I was gonna go the other way. I, I'm a Talk little worried. That, I'm a little worried they got they found something and they got their mojo and because I think if they go zero and two with the amount of coverage they get, I know Brian talks about how much coverage Dallas gets on ESPN. Oh. New coach Mike McCarthy and every single talk show on sports in America yesterday would just be crushing them, crushing Mike McCarthy, crushing their defense. Their defense has been terrible with all the personnel stuff. And if they were zero and two, that's all they'd hear about. And I think doubt would creep in. And I think they found something today. It won a game with a win like that. So I'm a little worried that that happened because they look dead in the water. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> guys, this defense has given up 400 yards passing two weeks in a row <laughs> and they're going to face a team. That's got a good passing offense. Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. They've got good receivers. I think that, uh, that rookie, uh, CJ lamb, is that his name? Yeah, CD uh, Lamb. CD Lamb. Lamb. Um, he he looks like he's going to be great, um, and and so and you mentioned the Rams um, separately. I think Van Jefferson is that that. Yeah, that? it's like I think it starts with a T as his first name or something like that. No, it's Van Jefferson. That's his name. Oh, that's his full name. Yep, Van Jefferson. Oh. Yeah, he looks like he's he's going to be a good player as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough this year, but. I mean, the Cowboys are, remember, they gave up a lot of points. They are missing not only uh, Van Der Esch and they're also missing Sean Lee, who is a backup to him. Um, they're missing like 
They're missing quite a few people. I don't know what their offensive line is going to look like. It probably doesn't matter against our defensive line, but you know, we'll see. I have a, we'll I, I, this week. I have a real quick question for you guys, and this yeah. is just looking forward a little bit. Yes or no answer. Could the Seahawks start 8-0? The next six weeks, I'll give you them in order. Cowboys at home, at Miami, uh, at home against the Vikings, at Arizona. Well, let's ask it this way. Uh, as you go through this, which of these games do you think the Seahawks will be underdogs in, that, that they will not be the favorites? Could they be underdogs at Arizona? Could they? So, I mean, it depends on how the preceding games go. But like, if you ask me right now, if the Seahawks played in Arizona, who would be favored? Seahawks would be favored in that game. I think it'd be favored by like two. It's also four weeks away from now. Yeah, I'm just talking about like right now. Like, no, I know, I know. Um, okay, sorry, I interrupted you. Said Dallas so, at Miami. So at Dallas at Miami, Vikings in Seattle, Seahawks at Cardinals, Fort oh, Niners, uh, Fort in Seattle, and then Seahawks at Bills. So those are the next six weeks. To me, those are all very winnable games. Like none of those games to me is like, oh, that's an automatic loss. And some of them have changed for me. Like 49ers are way less fearsome. Nick Bosa is pretty much isn't he pretty much gone? No, for he's the gone year? for the year. He's he tore his ACL today. <laughs> That's a massive loss for them. Yeah, they're, 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 the injuries in the NFL today were nothing like – I've followed oh, the NFL for – I've never seen anything like today. And the, the 49ers have the worst of all of it. They lost – they lost Bosa. Kittle's hurt. Jimmy G is hurt. Mostert is hurt. Sherman's on the IR. Is, is that everyone? Solomon Thomas got hurt. Uh, Rasheem Mostert, did you say him? Yeah, he's, he's out four to six weeks, I think. Sprained uh, MCL is what it sounds yeah, like for a running back. That's a big injury. Even Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I think you said his name, like high, high, ankle high ankle sprain. Like it sounds like he's not going to play this next week. Like the 49ers are licking their wounds, and this is a real opportunity to move up to the top of the division. And you know, there's a real shot. I think the 49ers don't make the playoffs this year. I agree. I mean, I think it, it, okay. Of the four NFC West teams, which which team do you think is feeling the most concerned about their chances? It's the 49ers. And it's it's got to be. They're, not they're only because they have the one loss, but, I mean, with the, the injuries that they're facing, and even when they're healthy with that quarterback, I mean, I think you got to have questions about that position. So, I don't know. I mean, Jeff, I, I look at that defense when I was w- watching that a little bit of the Jets 49ers game and they weren't even getting past pressure really before Bosa got hurt. Like I, I, the, <laughs> the Jets are so bad. Oh, ooh. they're such a bad football team. Oh, any Wait, other team would have made that a game. I mean, they had oh, so yeah. many chances and they're just so bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the 49ers are still a very good team. I'm not, I'm not counting them out by any stretch. Um, and I think the Rams, uh, to me, I'm definitely a wait and see. I think the Rams are like, they, they could be a 10 win team to me, but I, I don't see them as like they're Super Bowl contenders. They've done nothing. Yeah, to make feel that I way. agree with that. Um, and the Cardinals are, are up and coming. So, I mean, I think that to me, the Cardinals 
up and coming would be 10 wins. Like, could they do that? Yeah, absolutely. Kyle Are they really a Super Bowl good. team? I don't think so. Like that, 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 that would be a stretch to me. I, I just want to jump back to one thing. I, I think we're crapping on the Seahawks defensive performance tonight. And I think that's fair. The pass rush was a major problem. Run defense was a major problem. Uh, but this defense was missing Quandre Diggs. You know, huge, huge. He was a huge factor for this defense. So I, I'm not excusing what he did. Of course, I, I think the play. I don't think it was malicious. Of course, I just think it was incidental contact, and I think the call was correct, Jeff. I think you absolutely nailed it when describing that play. But this defense without Quandre Diggs is not the same defense, and I think it just shows. You know, looking forward in extension talks, Quandre Diggs has to be a part of the Seahawks moving forward. Yeah, the way they play, they need that center fielder. And especially because of Jamal Adams, it unlocks him. And Diggs kind of what, – what Pete used to rave about Earl so much is that he took away the seam rip. Mm-hmm. And once Diggs came out of this game and you saw how Diggs did impact that play with the hit, they were just able to throw that route. So Julian Edelman just tore them up, and I hate that. So it's a two for one thing where when Diggs is there, you're just Jamal can be better and Jamal can be better than he was today. He was spent a lot of his game playing a deficiency for him. Uh, let's take a moment here. Uh, remind folks that uh, are new to the show. Um, please click subscribe, click the little bell to get notified when we go live, all sorts of good stuff happening all the time. And if you're enjoying uh, the conversation now, um, join over at patreon.com slash Hawk blogger. Uh, and you'll get in, it's five bucks. It's cheap. Uh, you get in and we have a Slack channel where a bunch of the, the patrons are talking all the time. There's been some great predictions in there. Uh, one of our ring of honor, uh, uh, subscribers, uh, Nico, um, I think he predicted a 35, 31 Seahawks win. So shout out wow. to Nico, uh, on that. And, uh, Yeah. Go in there, join at patreon.com slash hotblogger. We'd love to have more folks around. And, and as you guys know, um, we donate to charity. So uh, over $170,000 over the years donated charity. So would love to have, have you aboard. Um, all right, guys, let's take a couple more minutes here. Step back. What did we, what did we see from the Seahawks team tonight? I'll tell you what my takeaways are. And you yeah. guys tell me what yours are. We saw an offense that absolutely, like, without hesitation, should be a top five offense in the league. I think that absolutely positively is a top three offense in the league. And I think very realistically could be the best offense in the league this year. That's what I think I've seen on the offensive side. I think what I saw from the offensive line so far through two weeks what I've seen from the receivers, from the tight ends, from the running backs, and from the quarterback, and from the OC, from the coordinator. I think all signs are pointing to this being a prolific offense and the maybe the best in the history of this franchise. That's one thing. Defensively, oof, I don't know, man. I think that this is a – the Seahawks were like 21st in, in DVOA or something like that last year. I can't remember exactly, but they were like a – not quite a top 20 defense. I'm not sure they're much better this year. I think they're better, but I think like better meaning like if they were 21st last year, they might be 18th this year. I'm not seeing 
a defense that we can rely on to win a game. But boy, they made some winning plays. They made winning plays last week. They made winning plays this week. And uh, Jamal Adams, man, we're going to need him every single week. (laughs) I don't know if there's any team that's going to be more reliant on one player on one side of the ball than the Seahawks are going to rely on Jamal Adams on defense. So that's my, that's my high level. And that stop on the goal line to me, that goes up there in terms of improbability with the Tony Romo uh, place kick happened in the same end zone, same side of the field, the, the Jordan Babineau, um, uh, pick against the Cowboys. Um, like it was incredibly improbable. So like, I I'm just going to walk away thinking about that play. I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. I don't know how they made that in that moment. Can I, can I shout out just one other person we forgot to talk about? Yeah. Just one, one more person. Yeah. Can we talk about Jason Myers? Oh, through two fair. weeks, through two weeks. He has, I, he's not made a single mistake. And I'm not saying he's winning us football games. I'm not saying he's an all pro or anything like that, but he has not made mistakes for two weeks. And he was, he's the difference. Five extra points. I just, I just think it's a big deal that he's not making mistakes. So I I think we shouldn't take that for granted. I agree. And I, can I build on that for just for a sec? You absolutely may hype up Jason Myers. Who, who is the, special teams coach it's not brian schneider anymore right yeah and look what is. special teams all of a sudden looks like the best it's looked in a long time so whoever the special teams coach is i don't even remember his name it's like Ido smith or something or larry is yeah isn't is the tight end for the patriots no, it's larry is we used to play for the patriots and yes like ryan is is the tight end for the patriots so Larry Izzo, shout out to you. It's nice watching a special teams unit that actually looks competent. All right, Evan, your takeaways. What are you walking away from this game with? And then we'll come to you, Jeff, to have last the final word. The Patriots have one of the best defenses, defenses in the NFL. And the Seahawks let Russ cook. Like, yes, they weren't as aggressive, I don't think, as week one. But they were still very, very aggressive with their passing attack. Um this is a top five offense and the sky's the limit for them. Pete Carroll is adapting. It's amazing to see. It's absolutely wonderful. They have some things to work on with the defense, but if they can bring in some reinforcements and maybe make some low cost acquisitions, I think, uh, I think their ceiling improves. So it's, it's a big win. It, It is a huge win this week going into Dallas in week three, Miami in week four, they needed tonight's win. They really did. So uh, props to the coaching staff. I, I thought Pete Carroll, Brian Schottenheimer have been phenomenal through two weeks. Jeff, this has been a momentous, historic post-game show as well. Not only has Evan called for an extension for Pete Carroll, but I've got let Russ cook backdrop for me. I don't remember what we what we said. Oh, I, I don't think we're going to get to do anything to Nathan, but but uh, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that. So. Just up right. here, Jeff. What what's what were your takeaways? What are you going to walk away when you go, when you put your head on the pillow? What are you going to be thinking about with this game tonight? Well, you two covered the obvious ones on offense, so I'll say this: offensively, the big takeaway is 
what we talked about in the thread all week, and we thought they were going to revert to that run-heavy game script from last year. This doesn't seem like it was a mashup thing. This seems like a trend. The way they attacked on first downs, other than that one drive where they did the first and 20 run and the third and 18 give up, this looks like a trend. And this that is the most notable, as good as much as Russell is, that is as notable as anything because that can unlock anything about them. That's what the Chiefs did the last two years and why they're the best team in football. And this takes the Seahawks ceiling so much higher because they have arguably the best player in the league, if not Mahomes, the second best player in the league. And they're using him. So that's the big takeaway, more than as good as Russell was. The fact that they're letting him and they're playing this style that everyone said P will never change. He's 68 years old, blah, blah, blah. He, he looks like he is. So that is as notable as any play in the game. Defensively, all I can say is, and I said this in the fifth, thank heavens this team traded for Jamal Adams. Thank heavens. When they made that trade, we were all beating our heads against the wall about the, the cost. Not everyone. The acquisition cost. I saw a lot of the analytics. People say, don't pay for a box safety. Why did they, the Seahawks got fleeced? I remember Diana Rossini said all the GMs were laughing at them. This defense, if they didn't have Jamal Adams, would be horrific. It'd be like last year when Clowney got injured. They, they'd look gutless. No, And Jamal gives them hope. Like, really, if you look at the Chiefs model the last two years, the defense slightly got better as the season went around. They were kind of a flawed unit, but they had some playmakers. They had Clark and Honey Badger. That's all we need from them. We just need them to be opportunistic. We had Adams. We have Bobby. If Just thank you we got Jamal because without Jamal, this defense would be scary. And he is as good as advertising. It's nice to see one of these big trades hit after Sheldon Richardson and Percy and Jimmy Graham. This one is hitting in spades. And Jamal Adams is probably defensive player of the year through two weeks. I think that's that's a great call out, Jeff. And I know it's a very sour memory for all of us, but I do just have to say, if that one play hadn't happened in the Super Bowl, that one play hadn't happened, Bill Belichick and Russell Wilson would be undefeated. I'm sorry, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson would be undefeated against Bill Belichick. Undefeated. And they're one play away from, I mean, imagine how different the script would be and the narrative would be if the most dominant franchise over the last two decades had never beaten Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. that That's like how close it came because they've now won every other game against this team. So, and this coach, and that's, there are, there are not many teams over the last two decades that can say that. So um, pretty impressive, uh, amazing. And again, please uh, give us a follow. It's been great having you all on here. Um, join over on patreon.com slash um, Subscribe here. You find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google play, all that good stuff. We will have another show upcoming this Wednesday at 8 p.m. And it's going to be exciting. I uh, got the Cowboys coming in. There's going to be a lot to talk about. A lot of injury news. Could see some more signings. We're going to see some different players up next week for sure. Um, <clears throat> so with that, I'm going to say uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Evan. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good night. And uh, go Hawks 2-0.